What's up, everybody? Justin Nault here with another Just Justin episode of the Perfect Paleo Podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to this podcast and leave me a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. That is probably the most impactful way to help me spread the word of Clovis through these podcast reviews. Please leave me a review on your favorite podcast platform. It really, really helps. If you'd like to work with me one-on-one for some lifestyle coaching, you can check out IamClovis.com slash start, S-T-A-R-T, IamClovis.com slash start. You can get yourself a free seven-day trial, see what Clovis is all about. Visit the website, and hopefully we can work together. I also have a very special deal for you today on my physical products, my line of nutritional supplements, the Perfect Paleo Powder. I have four different formulas, fat loss, digest, and rest, pre-workout and post-workout to meet all of your health and wellness needs. The Perfect Paleo Powder is an all-in-one superfood with a base of beef collagen peptides. It is also a probiotic, a prebiotic, an anti-inflammatory, and an antioxidant supplement. It's basically a green superfood combined with a protein powder. The Perfect Paleo Powder is the only paleo-friendly protein powder designed to work like a meal, the way you would see food on a plate, with healthy fats, complex carbohydrates, and protein to help you get through your day in the best way possible. Today, I am offering you a very special deal on the Perfect Paleo Powder, 30% off your first purchase. In fact, that 30% discount will be applied to your entire cart for your first purchase at IamClovis.com. Head over to IamClovis.com, check out the Perfect Paleo Powder and all the other products that I have available, and you will get 30% off your first purchase. Just use promo code PERFECTPODCAST, all one word, P-E-R-F-E-C-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Perfect Podcast, all one word. Apply this discount code at checkout, and you will receive 30% off your entire first purchase order. Just visit IamClovis.com to grab this special deal. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? I am uh, freehand live here. I'm just going to hold this. It's going to be a little bit shaky, but I'm here in my office, my music room slash office. I'm sitting on the stool at my stand-up desk. Um, I just felt the need to go live here, and I'm probably going to go live more in the future. Why? Because I've been posting things that rile people up, and I need to explain something to everybody. So I'm going to let a couple people get in the room here in a second before I dive into this. Um, to give you a little bit of backstory of why I'm live right now, it's because I just did a post yesterday about how all sugar is sugar, even when it comes from fruit, and this idea that sugar in moderation is okay. Now, I just want to be clear that we've been told for four decades that sugar in moderation is okay. I mean, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna dive in. All right, we got a few people here. We got a few live viewers. Um, I don't know if there's any way to share this with people. I wish there was a way to just let people know, like, hey, what's up? We're going live. Um, actually, it looks like you can message it to people. So if you guys want to do that, um, message it. What do these little buttons do? 
Oh wow, questions from your story. Okay, there's cool little things here. Message. Yeah, it looks like you can message to your friends and let them know that I'm live. If you have any fruit eating sugar burners in your life, people that just love fruit and insist that fruit is a health food, I'm about to completely dismantle all of their arguments, period, with irrefutable scientific facts, okay? Facts, F-A-C-T-S, facts. Not debate, not opinions, facts. That's what's gonna happen right now. If you pay attention for the next five minutes, you're gonna know more about fruit than the average human being will ever learn in their entire life. And this is how deep down the rabbit hole I've gone, right? You guys may have seen in this recent post about sugar, all these people that jump down my throat and scream at me about how fruit is a health food and sugar is good for X, Y, Z. They're all full of shit. They all don't understand biochemistry, period, okay? Now, I don't mean that in an, in an evil, in an angry, in a mad way. It's just that they have, these people have just enough knowledge to be dangerous, okay? So it's like a yellow belt in jujitsu, right? If I'm purple belt, I don't want to roll with the yellow belt who's 200 pounds and can deadlift 400 pounds. Why? Because he knows just enough to be dangerous, but not enough to be safe. Okay, rolling with a white belt or a yellow belt who is a physical specimen is way more dangerous than rolling with a black belt because the black belt knows enough to not hurt you. These personal trainers, these Instagram influencers that are trying to convince you that fruit is a health food that should be eaten ad libitum, whatever, then they're just wrong. They're like the yellow belts and white belts that are going to hurt you. These people are Luke Skywalker in episode one, and I have been a Jedi for years, okay? That's what's happening. And I don't want to, I don't do this to sound pretentious. I'm about to give you all the facts. I just want people to get into this room and understand what we're about to talk about. There is this idea that fruit is a health food. If you go back to my most recent post and you look at the comments, you're going to see a tremendous amount of back and forth from people who seem to know what they're talking about, but I shut down their arguments systematically with every single comment, right? They do not contain the depth of knowledge to go as deep as I can. They are simply relying on what other people have told them. You'll see that one guy that just starts linking out to study. Look at this study that says glycogen replenishment, blah, 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 blah. Okay, what were the subjects like? Were they trained athletes? Were they fat adapted? What did they use to replenish that glycogen? What was the type of exercise they were doing? Because that's the thing. You wanna talk about glycogen replenishment. What did they do in the study? Because you have people that are going outside and jogging 10 minute miles for three miles and coming back and eating sugar because a dipshit like him told them that they need to replenish their glycogen. You didn't burn any glycogen dummy, right? This, this drives me crazy. These people don't pay attention to details. So for starters, let's start with the fundamental basics of fruit, right? We have been sold by the, by the food pyramid that fruit is a health food, right? You need 11 servings a day or whatever they tell you of fruits and vegetables. They combine the two. So most Americans in their brain through indoctrination from childhood with the food pyramid think that fruits and vegetables are interchangeable. I have destroyed this myth over and over. I have graphics on my Instagram feed that compare broccoli to bananas just to give you an example of how ludicrous this argument is. Fruits and vegetables should not be the same food group. They must be separated. One is a concentrated sugar bomb. The other is a concentrated, concentrated micronutrient bomb. Vegetables versus fruit, right? Now, I wanna to talk to you about the basic fundamentals of fruit. Let's go back to when your grandparents were kids. Let's talk about, or when your parents were kids, the 1950s, the 1940s, right? An orange from the 1940s contains approximately 50x, 50 times the vitamin C, 
that an orange in 2019 contains. It's probably even less than that because I believe the study that I'm citing was done in like 2012, right? So fruit from when your grandparents were kids and when your parents were kids was far high. I'm sorry, somebody just tried to call them. What's going on? All right, anyway. Why is the fruit more micronutrient dense? It's more micronutrient dense because our soil quality is depleted from things like monocropping and pesticides and ripping up the soil. This, this whole movement to remove animals from the ecosystem to eat less meat, that's going to kill human beings. I assure you, right? Because there's no ecosystem in the world that exists without animals. Monocropping is the single most unnatural thing we could possibly do. You could scour the globe 10,000 years ago and you would never find thousands of acres of a single crop. That doesn't exist. To make that happen, human beings have to destroy entire ecosystems. You need to remove animals, you need to remove weeds, you need to cut down trees, you need to remove the microbiome, literally get rid of certain bacteria so that your particular type of crop can thrive. You need to spray pesticides to keep insects away. You need to kill rabbits and bunnies and deer fawn and everything else. Why is it? Now, when a giant machine runs through a crop to harvest soy or corn, that vultures circle above head. Why are the vultures circling? Because those big giant machines kill hundreds of animals, bunny rabbits, snakes, mice, everything you can think of, moles, they just get destroyed and then the vultures come down and eat them, right? Monocropping is extremely unnatural. It destroys entire ecosystems. Now, because of that, the prairie lands in the United States used to have 12 feet of topsoil. They had deep, deep, deep roots with tons of micronutrients and bacteria in the soil, tons of nitrogen and animal feces and urine and bones and blood and all these things, the natural things that sink into the soil. That's where the micronutrients come from. The average topsoil in America today is about 12 inches. We went from 12 feet to 12 inches. In some places, our soil is six inches. There's no nutrient density in the soil. We've ruined the land that we grow crops on. So you have an orange from the 1950s that has 50 times the amount of vitamin C than an orange of today. And that's just vitamin C. That's one micronutrient that we're talking about. On top of that, fruit of today can have up to 10 times more fructose, straight sugar, than an orange from the 1950s. Why is that, everybody? Genetic modification. It's very, very, very rare that people give a shit about GMOs. We've only been screaming about this for the last few years, right? What happened decades prior, right? I'm gonna give you a couple examples. A yellow banana does not exist in nature, okay? A yellow banana does not exist in nature, period. If you Google what did fruit look like 100 years ago, you're gonna get a bunch of pictures of fruit that you don't recognize. A banana used to be short and fat and dark green, loaded with seeds like a watermelon is, and so bitter that it's almost inedible. Now what we did was we did selective breeding of these species of bananas until we got to the yellow Chiquita banana that everybody loves today with 20 grams of sugar in it. It was genetically modified to have more fructose, which by default gives it less micronutrient value. So you're taking in more sugar for less micronutrients, right? I wanna be clear about this. A yellow banana cannot exist in nature without human beings intervention. Why? It doesn't contain seeds. It can't even reproduce. It's not a real thing, everybody. It was created by man and is kept alive in nature by man. This drives me nuts that people don't realize these things. They sit there online, freely the fucking banana girl is online telling everybody to eat 20 bananas a day. I have a Clovis client that did the freely the banana girl diet and ended up in the hospital and almost died.
pay attention, everybody. This fruit is a health food stuff absolutely has to stop. If you're going to talk about fruit, we need to talk about soil nutrient density. We need to talk about pesticides. We need to talk about organic versus non-organic. We need to talk about animals in the ecosystem versus no animals in the ecosystem. We need to talk about a family-run farm versus a monocropping monstrosity like soy, corn, wheat, all these things, all these grains, right? We need to talk about this stuff, you guys. We need to have a greater depth of knowledge, a greater depth of understanding. These clowns that have not taken the time to research the way that I have over the last seven years can't get on my Instagram and comment that fruit is good for you. They don't know what they're talking about. Let me give you yet another example, and I did this in an AMA. If you take the most nutrient-dense apple found in the wild, which is an apple found in Nepal, if you go to Nepal and get this wild apple from nature, and you pick it, and you put it against the number one most consumed fruit on planet Earth, the most popular fruit that people eat all across the globe is the golden delicious apple. If we compare the wild apple from Nepal, one apple, to one golden delicious apple, the wild apple has 47,500% more micronutrients than the golden delicious apple. What does that mean? Sorry, this thing keeps pausing. It means that you would have to eat 475 golden delicious apples, touted as a health food, mind you, to get the same micronutrient density of one wild apple from Nepal. 475 apples with an average of about 20 grams of fructose sugar per apple. Let's do quick math on this, okay? Let me see. I have a calculator right here. You people that think fruit is a health food. 20 times 475, because I'm bad at math. That's 9,500 grams of sugar. 9,500 grams of straight fructose to get the same micronutrient density of one apple found in the wild. Details matter, you bunch of clowns. Please, please do the depth of research that gives you any, 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 any kind of ability to give people advice on their health and wellness. Pull your head out of your ass. You guys are like ostriches sticking your head in the sand. You see my, my post and you flip out, start screaming at me, this guy's a lunatic. He's telling people fruit is bad for you. Fruit is bad for you, you dumbass. Do some research, please. This is insanity, you guys. The most popular fruits on planet Earth are straight sugar, golden delicious apples, bananas. Are, are organic blueberries good for you? Yeah, absolutely. They're not the most popularly consumed fruits. Not at all. The most popularly consumed fruits are apples, bananas, and pineapples, and oranges. All the stuff that is citrusy and tastes like candy. And it's genetically modified and bred over generations to taste like candy. Sure, you might get a yellow Chiquita banana right now that says verified non-GMO. Do you think they gave a shit about your GMO guidelines 200 years ago when they were genetically modifying bananas and selectively breeding them? No, they didn't care. They did it anyway. Think about it. I'll give you another example. If you have a chihuahua in your house, that chihuahua is a wolf. Look me in my eyes. Your chihuahua is a direct descendant of a wolf. 
I want to tell you what human beings did. They selectively bred wolves over generations to make that cute little shit chihuahua that won't stop barking and peeing on your living room floor. Why won't he stop peeing and barking? Because he is both physically and mentally handicapped because of generations of inbreeding. Your chihuahua is a disabled wolf. Your yellow Chiquita banana is a disabled banana, thanks to generations of selective inbreeding. This is insane, you guys. We have to stop the nonsense. You're feeding pineapples and yellow bananas to your kid because some nutritionist or dietitian told you it's a health food because they don't care to do the deep work that I do because they're lazy, okay? I hope this clears up some kind of confusion about this fruit thing, because I'm gonna keep screaming about fruit from the rooftops. Why? Because I have the depth of knowledge to go there. You have clowns that wanna come on my page and start talking to me about calories in, calories out, telling me that they're gonna teach me something? Do you think I don't know the laws of thermodynamics? Do you think I haven't stud studied calories in, calories out at a greater depth than they could ever hope to? Do you not think that I'm making these arguments based on my own personal research, countless hours of research into biochemistry, not to mention I'm the executive producer on freaking documentaries about regenerative agriculture? Do you not think I have looked into soil nutrient density? Do you not think I know about ecosystems and the roles that animals play? Do you not think I know about monocropping and these garbage crops that they're selling to us as health foods? Are you kidding me? Do you think Florida Tropicana orange juice has your best interests at heart? Are you serious? This is crazy, you guys. I very rarely get this pissed off. The only time you get me this pissed off is when you talk about childhood nutrition and you're feeding your kid Capri Suns and Pop-Tarts and telling them it's just so hard, they're addicted to sugar. You got them addicted to sugar, right? I get riled up about childhood nutrition and I get riled up about this fruit thing because people are dogmatic. What they are looking for is make-believe science to tell them that they're making good decisions by eating fruit right? It's ridiculous. And these fruititarians, there has never been a culture that has successfully survived in 2.5 million years of human evolution. There has never been a culture that has survived as a vegan, a vegetarian, or a fruititarian. It does not exist, right? I'm a big jujitsu guy. Jujitsu guy. The most royal family in the world of jujitsu is the Gracie family. There are a ton of Gracies who are deep in their 50s who are fruititarians, who have big giant beer bellies, who have non-alcoholic fatty liver disease and type 2 diabetes. But they continue to be fruititarians. This doesn't work long term. This is simply biochemistry and science, everybody. It's so simple. I'm going to have to rip this now and put it as a podcast. This has to be a podcast. It's absolutely ridiculous. I want you guys to share this with whoever you can, okay? I want you to understand that your chihuahua is a disabled wolf and your favorite yellow chiquita banana is a disabled banana. It does not have the micronutrient density that you think it does. You're eating straight sugar. You have been tricked. You have been duped by companies that knew if they could make fruit more delicious, they could sell more of it. Let's continue. Okay. I had a debate this, this weekend with someone who I love dearly, who has very different religious beliefs than I do, and said, well, I like the idea of eating vegetables and fruit because that is what Adam and Eve ate in the garden. There are probably some of you that are Christians that are listening, and I'm not going to talk about religion whatsoever right now. But he just said, I like the idea of eating fruit and vegetables because that's what Adam and Eve ate. Okay, wonderful. I respect your beliefs. That's beautiful. I love that. Okay, let's talk about it. 
Adam and Eve, if you go back to what the Garden of Eden was, there weren't even seasons there, right? According to that story, it's perfect weather all the time, access to fruit and vegetables year-round. Now, that's no longer true, okay? We have seasons, we have monocropping, we've, we've destroyed entire ecosystems, as I already told you. We've destroyed the topsoil. Most of the prairie lands in America is dead. We have literally killed most of the prairie lands in America. Luckily, there are people that are working to restore it by placing animals on that land, like bison, so they poop and pee and stomp around and make the ecosystem come back to life, right? But if you were to say, I want to eat like they did in the Garden of Eden, well, newsflash, the world right now is not the Garden of Eden. We don't have access to fruit year-round. That is not natural. All of a sudden, you can get pineapples, oranges, bananas, blueberries, strawberries, kiwis, anything you want in any grocery store in the country year-round. You know that they inject apples to keep them red year-round so that you don't know that they don't look that delicious in the middle of winter in Michigan when you're eating a golden delicious apple or whatever the red apple is, Macintosh, whatever. Guys, they put systems in place to trick you, okay? It is not natural. If we lived in the Garden of Eden and everything was perfect and the soil nutrient density was perfect, I'd say, yes, go ahead and eat it. But you guys have to understand, we don't see fruits like they exist in nature. We don't see that. It's unbelievable that people can't see through this nonsense, you guys. You've had the wool pulled over your eyes and I'm trying to help you see the light, okay? Do I think that eating fruits is going to completely derail your health? No, I don't. If you're not eating a standard American diet. But the other trick here is that the standard American diet, people don't realize, is 60% plus refined carbohydrates because they tell us to eat nothing but whole grains, right? You need to eat bread and oats and fruit juice and fruit. It's all sugar, 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 sugar. When 60% of the human diet is already sugar and you add fruit to that, you're simply adding more fruit sugar. Fructose. Now, fructose is also processed in exclusively in the liver. So let me tell you what happens. It's very, very rare unless you've fasted for 24 hours plus or have competed in two hours of CrossFit or jujitsu or something that your muscle or liver glycogen stores are going to be depleted. Now, what happens is fruit skips a process in glycolysis. So it's, it's processed exclusively in the liver. It literally skips a step in the citric acid cycle, goes straight to the liver, processed exclusively in the liver. Now, what happens is Unless your liver glycogen is depleted, if your liver glycogen is depleted, which most people don't actually experience on a regular basis, if your liver glycogen is, is, is depleted, then that fructose will be converted to glycogen stored in your liver and it will replenish your liver glycogen. Fructose isn't used by muscle cells. Okay, this is just standard biochemistry, you guys. It can be with multiple conversions involved, but generally speaking, what will happen is the fructose, fruit sugar, is processed exclusively in the liver, and if your muscle glycogen and liver glycogen is already full, which for most of you it is, because you don't engage in glycolytic activity, then that fructose is stored as triglycerides in your liver cells. Layman's terms, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. When you guys are eating diets of 60% sugar carbohydrates already and you start adding fructose to the mix, drinking a, a glass of orange juice with 33 grams of fructose, that's going to get stored in your liver as triglycerides, as fatty acids attached to glycerol molecules 
triglycerides that get stored in your liver and literally causes non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, right? The reason why we know this is happening because doctors in the past used to tell people they were lying. When adults came in and had non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, they'd say, well, what are you talking about? Like, I don't drink alcohol. It used to just be fatty liver disease and you were an alcoholic. The doctors would tell you you were lying right to your face they'd say you're lying you're drinking alcohol every day these poor people are like are you kidding me i'm getting called a liar by my doctor what the hell's going on because they didn't understand the metabolism of fructose in the body so they're telling these adults they're liars then what happened all of a sudden we have an epidemic of non-alcoholic fatty liver disease in children in little tiny children right non-alcoholic fatty liver disease in little tiny children well now the doctors can no longer say, excuse me, seven-year-old, you're a liar and you're sneaking alcoholic drinks every day. You are lying to me. You have no discipline and you're an alcoholic. They can't do that anymore, can they? Then and only then were they forced to dig deeper and figure out what the hell was going on. This is how science changes everybody. The assholes with their heads in the sand get proven wrong. That's the only thing that can happen. They have to be faced with irrefutable facts or those scientists have to die off and new ideas and hypotheses can actually be studied because people are so dogmatic, they're so stuck in their ways. I wish to God that some of the people that commented on my last post would watch this video or consume it. Maybe when I drop it as a podcast, hopefully they will. But it's just insane to me, you guys. This is what we're talking about. So when you look at me and Clovis and you understand the depth of knowledge that I possess and the lengths that I go to to research these things on a deep enough level to help you in a meaningful way, anytime you see these haters on my page telling me that what I'm saying is dangerous, telling people that fruit is bad is dangerous, are you kidding me? The bullshit that these people are preaching is dangerous. You got these fitness influencers with six packs trying to talk to 250 pound middle-aged women about glycogen replenishment? What are you doing? You're not helping anybody. You dick. Go back to whatever hole you came out of. Go back to Planet Fitness doing your bicep curls. I'm not interested in your horse shit, dude. You're not helping anybody, right? Now, to wrap this up, let's just hang for a second. And if you guys have any questions about fruit, please ask me. Um, <laughs> save something for tonight's AMA. Yes, tonight AMA, tonight's AMA is actually going to be about a different topic. I'm going to talk about the incessant need to tweak why people have such a hard time in 2019 sticking with a nutrition or fitness plan long term. It's really important to talk about that. Um, what really lights my fire in 2019 is mindset. I'm gonna be talking to you guys a lot more about mindset because unfortunately, a lot of you wouldn't be with Clovis if I had led with mindset. I had to lead with, let me help you cut 10 pounds in 20 days. Well, I had to get you into the Clovis um, fold to then teach you about mindset and understand how much you need that. Obesity is an ego problem. Um, it's a mindset problem. And we really need to talk about that because it's, it's ignored too much. And what I see is people coming into things like Paleo, keto, whole 30, Clovis, and all of a sudden they're they're what I call orthorexic. They're afraid of carbohydrates. They're afraid of sugar. They're afraid of all these things. Guess what, people? If I want to eat a piece of cheesecake, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to continue to have six-pack abs, right? But it's taken me a lot of years to get there, a lot of mindset training. I've done a lot more mindset training and self-awareness training and ego training than I have nutrition training, right? I've spent years in this stuff. I've traveled to the depths of the jungle to work with shamans on my 
own ego, right? I had psychedelic experiences in Thailand to work further on my ego, right? These therapeutic modalities that I, I put myself in really uncomfortable situations all the time to gain as much self-awareness as I can. That's what helps me help you. That's also what allows me to stomp these people that come into my posts and just spray their ego all over the place. No, fruit's healthy because this study says X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. And I know right off the bat, I go, oh, they're copying and pasting other people's opinions. They don't have an original thought or idea in their entire head. In that fixed skull of theirs, they don't have an original idea. They're, they're not willing to go over the research, analyze it, and come up with original thoughts and opinions. They're simply parroting things. It's, it's horrible. Is all fruit equally bad? On the approved foods list, small quantities of berries are good. Why berries versus bananas? Yes, great question. So no, not all fruit is the same. You need to compare micronutrient density versus fructose, right? So if you look at net carbohydrates of blueberries, it's actually quite small compared to other forms of fruit, say a golden delicious apple or a yellow banana. Now, there is a graph on here. I wish I could just share it right now, but I actually don't know Instagram that well. Um, but on my Instagram, I have a comparison of 100 grams of banana versus 100 grams of broccoli. And it's just more protein, more calcium, more potassium, more electrolytes. It just crushes everything in every sense of the word, one-tenth of the sugar. There's nothing in vegetables that you can't get from fruits. So you need to know that right up front. But if I did 100 grams of organic blueberries versus 100 grams of broccoli, that chart would be different. Maybe that's something I can do. Maybe we can make, um, Eric, maybe we can make multiple graphics um, you know, with different fruits and compare them. Just take that one that we did with banana and broccoli and just compare these different fruits. Compare blueberries, compare blackberries. Really dark berries are loaded with antioxidants, not just micronutrients, but something called phytonutrients. There are these things called phytonutrients that are really popular in like Ayurvedic medicine. Um, phytonutrients are the same things you get from like herbs and spices, right? These Ayurvedic herbs and spices or herbs and spices found in traditional Chinese medicine. So you, you just have to weigh the risk versus reward. In Clovis, you hear me talk a lot about risk versus reward. The risk versus reward in eating a yellow banana is huge because you're taking in 17 to 23 grams of straight fructose, depending on the size of the banana. How much micronutrients are you getting in trade-off for that fructose that's getting pro processed directly in your liver? What's the trade-off? The risk versus reward, right? Now, don't think I haven't been there with you guys. When I first went paleo, I was eating like six bananas a day and a whole bag of cashews and couldn't lose weight and couldn't figure it out. I didn't know any better, everybody. I hadn't done the depth of research. I was doing my first paleo 30-day challenge thanks to Chris Kresser and uh, Perfect Paleo Code. At the time, it was called like Your Personal Paleo Code. He actually changed the name of the book and re-released it. I did it so long ago that it's a completely different book now, right? Um, but that was one of the first things I did. And it was just, these foods are paleo, these foods aren't. So I was literally eating five to six bananas a day and eating a bunch of cashews because I was a little sugar burner and going through sugar detox. And I'm just trying to fill my my body with sugar, not even realizing it. I'm like, well, paleo, bananas are paleo. You know, that first 30 days, I maybe lost like eight pounds or something like that. I probably should have lost 25 pounds. I just didn't know. I didn't know what was loaded with sugar and what wasn't, you know? So I've been there with you guys. I still, to this day, I, unless you're a female and I've given you some female specific data or female specific advice, I've still never in Clovis given you any piece of advice that I have not personally myself done. I've never told you to read a book I haven't read. I've never told you to eat a food I haven't eaten. I've never told you to remove a food I haven't removed. I've never told you to do anything that I haven't done. In the fitness world, I've never recommended anything, a fitness move, exercise protocol, anything that I haven't already done. I've never told you to do extended fasting or intermittent fasting that I haven't already done. There's nothing I've ever recommended to you that I haven't already done. That's extremely rare. Let me tell you this. I know some of the most popular influencers in the entire world, 
in the world of health and wellness. It is very rare that people only recommend things that they have themselves personally done. I have been a biohacking little guinea pig on myself for years and years and years. I'm about to run another mass gains protocol, right? I experiment to myself all the time. I've, I've never recommended anything to you that I haven't done myself. It's very important that you know that, right? I don't eat fruit, everybody. I went to my dad's house for a family dinner on Sunday and he made a paleo bread that had um, blueberries in it. Oh, okay, cool. I ate some paleo bread, had blueberries in it. Awesome, I'm gonna survive, but I don't buy fruit and put it in my house. It's just not something that I do. It's not a regular part of my diet. Guys, look at my videos online, right? Do, do you think that I'm a healthy person? Yes, okay, cool. I don't need fruit. It's not a necessity. This idea that we need multiple servings of fruit a day is simply insane for all the reasons that I've outlined here. Does anybody else have any questions? Eric, great question. Yes, not all fruit is equal, not even close. Sorry guys, I'm very sick today. Um, I have influenza, total bummer. So I'm working like crazy on uh, getting my immune system back to normal. Um, this Thailand trip kind of crushed me. So obviously I was in Thailand for over a month. Hold on, let me turn this light back on so you can see my face. Um, I was in Thailand for over a month. I lost almost 10 pounds of body weight. I was at a constant caloric deficit. Uh, then I had 30 hours of travel time home on four different planes from Chiang Mai to Hong Kong, from Hong Kong to LA, from LA to Phoenix, Phoenix to Nashville, got in at like 2 a.m. and then partied the whole weekend with my family because it was dad's surprise 60th birthday and all of our family came in from Rhode Island. So I had zero time to recover. My immune system just gave up. Um, so I spent the day in my functional medicine doctor's office yesterday with IV therapy hooked up to me. He's got a bunch of immune systems all uh, loaded up for me. Yes, bone broth. I have loads of bone broth. Off. What is up? Live Yum Yum. Ladies and gentlemen, the lunch lady is here. Hillary Boyton. She's beautiful. Click on Live Yum Yum's page and go follow her right now. I love this woman so much. And we're going to get her on the podcast, right? Hillary, we're going to get you on the podcast. Now that I'm home, we'll schedule it, get you on the podcast. She runs a farm to table school lunch program, which is absolutely beautiful. So um, awesome. Thank you so much, Hillary. Um, yeah, I need to grab your gut healing book and do your bone broth recipes and help myself get better. Um, so I've just been loading up on electrolytes, a bunch of uh, natural immune system boosters. I'm not on any medications, uh, not playing that game. But anyway, I'll bounce back in a couple days. It'll all be good. I'll start my mass gains protocol next week. Everything will be beautiful. Lunch lady is in. Yes, excellent. Um, all right, what else we got? There's still a bunch of you in this room. You guys must have questions about the fruit stuff. Uh, if you have questions about fruit, let me know. If you have a question that you want answered on tonight's AMA, that'll be at 8 p.m. Central, facebook.com slash The Clovis Culture. This is my weekly Facebook Live. This is episode number 59. I've done 59 weeks in a row of live Ask Me Anything. So we're well over a year into this thing. Um, tonight will be another AMA, and we're talking all about mindset and constant tweaking and why you guys are obsessed with 21-day this and 30-day that and 60-day this and 80-day obsession, blah, 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 blah. You guys are all brainwashed, right? We need to talk about consistency is king with any nutrition or fitness protocol that you take on. You need to be in it for the long haul. So we're going to talk about that and give you some examples, like my 60-year-old dad, who is a savage, right? We'll talk about him a little bit. Um, so lots of good stuff tonight in the AMA. If you guys don't have any questions, I'm going to bounce off here. I'm going to save this video. I'm going to rip it as a podcast because it's super important. I am just sick and tired of these clowns who do not have any depth of knowledge whatsoever, who have never studied biochemistry, who want to get on my page and tell my audience that fruit is a necessity. It's ridiculous. Fruit on empty stomach when having and why or fruit with fat. Okay, um... I would not recommend fruit on an empty stomach, but it depends on what you're trying to do. So first things first, 
Um, fruit on an empty stomach for breakfast is a really bad idea because especially if you're trying to lose fat. Now, what you need to control for fat loss is insulin and blood glucose. That's all there is to it, right? Blood glucose spikes your insulin, your insulin spikes. As long as your insulin is spiked, you cannot burn fat. While your insulin is spiked, that means your body is storing glucose in some way, shape, or form. It's either shoving that sugar into muscle cells or shoving that sugar into fat cells. The problem is if your muscle glycogen stores are already full, it's only going to shove that glucose into fat cells, even if you're fasted. Now, if you're, let's say, 16 to 24 hours to 30 hours fasted, you probably have depleted liver glycogen at that point. So taking in fruit wouldn't be a big deal because that fructose will be processed in the liver and it will help restore liver glycogen. Okay. So that is probably not a bad idea. But let's say you're 12 or 13 hours fasted, you wake up in the morning and you just hit your body with a concentrated dose of sugar. You really don't want to do that. You're going to spike your insulin. You're going to spike your blood glucose. You're going to cut off fat burning, period. So that's why I cut fruit out of people's diets for the first 30 days, except for one serving a day of like, let's say blueberries or blackberries, right? Because I don't want to kill that fat burning process, particularly if you're not fat adapted, if you haven't gone through the fat adaptation process, which takes a lot longer than people think. It can take up to 12 weeks, you know? So you, you, really, you really blunt and stunt that fat adaptation process by breaking your fast with straight sugar. Fruit is mostly sugar, no matter how you look at it. If you look at the micronutrients, the macronutrients, it's mostly sugar, okay? So if you break a fast with fruit, you're spiking insulin, you're spiking blood glucose, period. It's really not a great idea. Um, what is one serving considered? Uh, I don't actually know the answer to that. It may be different for each individual fruit, um, but it's probably based on grams. I know that a lot of times when you see nutrition facts, it'll say like 100 grams or one serving is 85 grams or something like that. Like I think one serving of, of sweet potato is like 85 grams, right? So people don't realize one sweet potato might be 300 grams. You're talking three, four servings of sweet potato. You got a ton of net carbohydrates, right? Um, so that's really something that you can check online. Like if you just Google banana nutrition facts, um, you'll see what they consider one serving or 100 grams or whatever. That's really kind of up to the RDA depending on the fruit. Um, so check that out. It's that's, that's a really good question. I don't know the servings of fruit offhand. Um, it's funny, like I know the serving of sweet potatoes offhand because on workout days I consume sweet potatoes. So I really only know by heart nutrition facts of things that I consume on a regular basis. Um, what else do we have? Okay, so fruit on an empty stomach. Why are peppers not in the approved foods list? Do they have sugar? No, they were loaded with something called lectins. So you need to go to my Ask Me Anything, lectins and leaky gut. Go to clovis.show, clovis, C-L-O-V-I-S dot show. S-H-O-W, no www, no .com, no nothing. Just type in clovis.show and hit enter. And then click the search button and type in lectins, L-E-C-T-I-N-S. These peppers and a lot of fruits. Now remember, anything with, with seeds is technically a fruit. Peppers are not a vegetable. They are nightshades and they are technically a fruit. Zucchini is technically a fruit. Avocados are technically a fruit. Tomatoes are technically a fruit. Anything with seeds in the middle is technically a fruit. These things are loaded with lectins and lectins activate something called zonulin in the gut and they can literally cause intestinal permeability, also known as leaky gut, which leads to inflammation, right? I cannot have you digesting things like peppers and fruits and all these things until I know that your gut health is solid, right? So we need to get your gut health on track before we can even talk about experimenting with lectin-filled foods. That's why peppers are not on the list. 
Sorry guys, I'm trying to get over this sickness. Also, think about it. What's the reaction you have with peppers, okay? The first line of defense against lectins is mucus. So when you eat these hot ass peppers and snot start coming out of your nose and you start drooling like a crazy person, right? Think about it. Your body is literally saying, we don't like this. Stop it, you're killing us. And us dumb humans keep stuffing peppers in our face like it's something to be proud of. So triglycerides are high after blood work. That means too much sugar. 100% that means too much sugar. Yes, because triglycerides are fatty acids connected to a glycerol backbone. They are connected to glucose, okay? Now, if you look, let's say you're at Disneyland and you see a 400-pound person on a motor scooter that's disabled. They're driving themselves around on a motor, motor scooter because their body's completely disformed. That's because fat cells don't have an off switch. Fat cells can continue to uptake glucose as long as it takes. That's where you get people like my 600 pound life. Why is it so easy for people to become 300 pounds of fat and it's so difficult for people to become 300 pounds of muscle like a Ronnie Coleman or Arnold Schwarzenegger or one of these bodybuilder guys? Why is that so difficult? Why does that require steroids and all sorts of injections? Because your muscle cells have a shutoff switch. Your fat cells do not have a shutoff switch. They can take as much glucose as you're willing to give them. So yes, triglycerides are always a problem of too much glucose in the system, okay? 100%. What is one serving considered? Amen, thanks brother, you're very welcome, Hillary. Love you. Um, how about Crown Royal Apple, is that okay? Stop it, get out of here. I'm not even answering your question right now. You know better than that. Uh, Crown Royal is. Mm, stop being a baby and drinking Crown Royal Apple like a child drinking out of a sippy cup. Start drinking alcohol like a real person. How about that? Drink like an adult. Ha! Baby. Okay, I saw the lectins ones. I will go watch. Appreciate it. Yes, go watch. I don't know what we are currently talking about, but why is it called Clovis? Always wondered. Yeah, uh, okay, that's a great question. So in North America, the Clovis tribe, if you Google Clovis, I I'm not going to pop up because there's Clovis, New Mexico. I think there's a Clovis, California, right? It's an actual place. So in North America, the first known Paleolithic hunter-gatherer tribe was the Clovis culture. Um, literally, that's the first known Paleolithic ancestors that we have here in North America. And that's why the logo is a man throwing a spear because these people created this technology of throwing these spears at incredibly high velocities. And the Clovis culture was a hunter-gatherer tribe that would literally take down woolly mammoths with nothing but spears. They would just surround them, hit them with spears, take down a woolly mammoth and feed their people for months and months and months. It really unbelievable just the ultimate badasses and in the paleolithic era so clovis starts with the foundation of paleo nutrition and ancestral health and wellness and i take it from there and add on to it obviously but uh that is where the name clovis comes from the clovis tribe the clovis culture the clovis people um the first known paleolithic hunter-gatherer tribe in north america that's where clovis comes from kind of an homage to them uh what else we got any other questions any questions about alcohol or Clovis or why I'm so sniffly and gross and ugh, I gotta knock this thing out. I can't wait till I'm back to normal and can uh, do some fitness because all my pants are falling off from losing all that weight in Thailand. It's ridiculous. My butt is gone. Don't worry. I'll get it back. Not that you ever see my butt. Not a big deal. You know. All right. What other questions do we have besides my butt and body weight? Uh, these are fun, man. I'm going to come on here and do these lives more often because it's very important. Uh, you guys see these just the nonsense back and forth in the comments. It's really, really frustrating that some people are even allowed to have a platform to speak on. <laughs> it's like, uh, can we just please give like a basic test on what you know before you can give people health and wellness advice? That would be wonderful. So funny, at the bank setting up account for my son and the teller heard you and has diabetes. Now we have exchange info and he has yours. He said... Coca-Cola killed him. That's very true. And what's the number one ingredient in Coca-Cola? Hillary, 
high fructose corn syrup, right? So everybody freaks out about the corn syrup part of this. It's really not that big of a deal. It's not fantastic, but fructose. Fructose is fruit sugar. It's molecularly identical to the fructose molecules found in your favorite banana or your favorite golden delicious apple. Fructose, fructose, fructose. Why do we sit here and go, Coca-Cola is a huge problem. It has 30 grams of high fructose corn syrup. And then you'll drink Tropicana orange juice, which has 33 grams of fructose. No, it's not high fructose corn syrup, but it's still fructose. It's molecularly freaking identical. What are we doing, people? We're living in a fantasy world where nobody pays attention to shit. It's just apathy. It's complete apathy. Pay attention like a little bit, you know? Yeah, that dude, I'm sure Coca-Cola played a huge role in his type 2 diabetes. I'm sure he probably is borderline non-alcoholic fatty liver disease if he doesn't have it already, right? Insulin resistance plays a huge, NAFLD, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, plays a huge role in insulin resistance as well. Insulin, insulin resistance leads to type 2 diabetes. It's metabolic dysfunction, everybody, and it all plays a role. It all works hand in hand. There's upstream and downstream effects to everything that we put in our bodies. We need to understand that. You can't just say high fructose corn syrup is evil and then drink a glass of orange orange juice every day at breakfast, right? These hypocritical, these, these contradictory behaviors that everybody is doing, it's just staggering. It's staggeringly dumb. And I, I hate to put it that way, but it's just really, in, in a world where people are just obsessed with information and obsessed with proving how smart they are and how much better their diet is and how much more they know than everybody else, people are doing a lot of, an awful lot of things that are really dumb, that just expose them as having only surface level knowledge, if any knowledge at all. They, they literally are embarrassing themselves and they don't realize it, you know? Like, don't just get on people's Instagrams and start commenting when you don't know anything about that person or the level that they've gone through to be prepared for this debate that you just entered into, into by accident trying to prove how smart you are. Don't do that. That's dangerous. You're about to look real dumb, you know? Be humble. Get on there and ask questions. Be like, really? I really thought fruit was good for you. Can you explain to me why your opinion is this? And I will gladly get on there and be super nice and explain to you why I don't believe that fruit is a health food, right? But when you get on here and say, you're a lunatic, you're dangerous, this is dangerous information, telling people too much sugar is bad is dangerous information, go back to whatever hole you crawled out of. You don't deserve to have an opinion, for real. It's just terrible at this point, you know? We, we, need, we need to shut down people people who are spreading bad information. It's just, it's ridiculous. You know, I'm all for free speech and everything, but it's like, come on, man. It's just, it's crazy. I just wish people gave like a little bit of effort into this stuff. Humility, yes, yes, Hillary, humility. That is the number one word. Have some humility, right? If I go have a conversation with Rob Wolf, I do nothing but ask questions. You can listen to this because I did it for 90 minutes with him on my podcast. You can go listen to my episode with Rob Wolf where I literally virtually keep my mouth shut for 90, 90 minutes and just ask him questions and then listen. Do I comment on what he says? Yes, absolutely, but I listen. And he changed my mind about a bunch of things in that episode. He changed my mind about calories in that episode, right? Things that I may not have considered. When I'm speaking to a biochemist, I pay attention and I practice humility, right? When I'm speaking to a 300 pound man living in his mom's basement with Cheeto fingers who's a keyboard warrior wanting to start a fight with me about glycogen, I don't listen to that guy. I don't take his opinion seriously. I don't lose any sleep over what he says. His opinion doesn't matter, okay? Period. That doesn't mean his happiness doesn't matter. That doesn't mean his fulfillment doesn't matter. Doesn't mean he's not a worthy person. That doesn't mean he doesn't have self-worth. That doesn't mean he doesn't deserve happiness or wellness or any of these things. He deserves these. But if he's acting like an asshole, his opinion matters zero to me. I can't hear him. 
fingers in my ear, la 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 la, I can't hear you because your opinions are literally making me dumber and your opinions are making my audience dumber. It's like the last few um, posts I put up where I had these vegans attack me, right? I stomp them into oblivion because there's no science behind their beliefs and then the conversation keeps going and going and going and eventually I click the block button. Go away. You're not benefiting my audience. You're literally talking out of your ass with nothing, nothing but emotions and no logic. You just got blocked. See ya. I leave your com see. I leave the comments up so that everybody can see how not thought out your, all of your arguments are, and how much you're you're acting on dogma and 100% emotion. It makes you look silly, and it helps people realize that vegans are simply wrong. And then I block you. That's the way that it's gonna go, right? Because I'm doing what's best for my audience. I'm trying to change people's lives. And over 600 people's lives have been changed in just the year 2018 alone. And we're gonna do a lot more than that in 2019. I'm on my way to probably triple that this year based on what I've done in January and February alone, okay? So think about the people that are out there changing lives. There's a reason why I have a 100% success rate with my paid clients. I have never had a client who doesn't get the results they want. Never, it's never happened. Virtually no nutrition influencers can say that in the world of health and wellness, right? There's a reason why Clovis works. I design it specifically in a way to teach you health and wellness and mindset all at the same time to set you up for success. And if you want to learn about that, go to IamClovis.com slash start. IamClovis.com slash start. The program sells itself. I don't have to sit here and be a salesperson with you. So anyway, I hope this was helpful. I've been on here a long time. Let's see, what do we, uh, it doesn't tell me how long I've been on. Facebook tells me how long I've been on. Facebook, you own Instagram. Tell me how long I've been on. What's the deal? All right, does anybody have any questions? Uh, anything before I duck off here? I'm looking at uh, open invitation to lunch at the Manzanita School. I am 100% gonna take you up on that. I cannot wait. I need to come. Your lunch looks delicious. I wanna just, I'm just gonna steal you away from the kids. I'm gonna hire you to just live in my house and make me lunch every day. I'm just kidding. The kids need you. The kids need you. Stay there, do it. We're gonna spread your word, I promise you. We're gonna change a lot of lives, uh, Hillary. I promise you, we're gonna change a whole lot of lives, lives of little kids. Look up Hillary Boyton, everybody. Click her Instagram profile. We need to share the YouTube video that you did, farm to table lunch program in schools for children. That's unbelievable. All right, guys, um, I'm gonna make this a podcast. If you have any questions, ask them real quick. I'll give you guys like a couple seconds here. Any questions, shoot, rapid fire. I'll hang out here and I need to get back to work and I'm fasted and haven't eaten today and it's almost 5 p.m. So uh, I need to get some food in my system. I've been doing nothing but loading antioxidants. That's literally it. Um, so I can be prepared for the Ask Me Anything tonight. So um, AMA will be great tonight. I'm, gonna, I'm prepping a lot of stuff for that. Getting just a lot of prep work done today. A lot of uh, work. Uh, I can see, I can show you what this looks like. Uh, yeah, I basically just sit here and do this all day. Notes, 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 notes. This is my Evernote work today. Yeah, you know, I'm a total nerd. That's it. Uh, go sleep. Yes, lots of sleep. I slept 13 hours last night, 14 hours the night before. I just, I'm just not caught up from Thailand. That's all it is. I just did not give my body opportunity to rest and recover and boost my immune system. So uh, great info. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Guys, click the happy buttons. Does this work like on Facebook? Can you click like emojis? I don't know. Can you click like a happy button or a wave button? Do whatever engagement gets this out there to as many people as possible on Instagram. I'm gonna do a lot more of these live videos on Instagram when I'm just feeling angry or annoyed and want to clear clear the air and set the record straight for you guys because you deserve to know this information and you deserve to not be sold bullshit by people who don't know what they're talking about. Um, anyway, thank you. 
Kayla Labug, thank you. Noob Silver Tracker, thank you. Thank you, Chloe. Thank you, everybody. Um, you guys rock. So I'm gonna duck off here. It doesn't look like we have any questions. You guys are awesome. Practice humility, learn you something, open your mind, don't be dogmatic, squash the ego. If you wanna learn how to squash the ego, talk to me because I've experienced more ego death than probably any human I've ever met and I've done it on purpose, okay? I put myself in very uncomfortable situations so I can be, I can, I can practice humility and teach these things to you from a place of love and empathy because I know this is hard. I know you get a lot of bullshit thrown at you all the time and trust me, I did it for 10 plus years. I was eating tilapia and brown rice and bodybuilding and killing myself all the time, right? I've been there. I've done everything that you have done and then some, I promise you. So uh, anyway, I love you guys. Thanks for hanging out. I hope you learned a little something about fruit and sugar and I hope this changed your mind. Uh, if it did, please send me a message, direct message me right here. Let me know that this video is good. Please give me feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. Send me a message. Send me a message at justin at iamclovis.com. Go to facebook.com slash theclovisculture tonight and watch me on the live. Ask me anything. Ask me questions. All I want to do is answer questions. Thanks you for, thank you for clicking all the love buttons and everything. You guys are awesome. I love you. Uh, thank you. I hope that this helped. All right? I'm out of here, guys. Have a fantastic day. I'll see you in a couple hours on, on Facebook. Okay? Bye.